What do you mean, kind of? It's definitely what happened. Other stuff happened, too. They got older. They got paid. And then the Yankees didn't have the budget anymore. If the Yankees don't have a budget, no other team in baseball is going to have a budget. And they, they spent stupid money, too. Well, yeah. I mean, of course. But they're, they're, they have the capability to spend stupid money. Again, if we're talking about like pretty much any other team in baseball, if you're stre- if you have, if you have like three or four players that you want to keep who are homegrown, even if you keep them on team friendly deals, eventually that's going to lock you up. Unless you're the Dodgers. Yeah, but I mean, even the Dodgers, like, a, they reset the tax a few years ago, and they're not going to be like this forever. They're already they're already losing people. They, their curse isn't coming back. Maybe he might. No way. He might. He's done. He's going to be a Yankee. No. Over the hill pitcher. It's perfect. So, uh, Ethan, you going to join us? You're just going to sit there. <laughs> He wants us to see his pretty face on his picture. Doesn't look that good in real life. Oh. <laughs> I can't wait till I can't wait to hear what he's going to say. Obviously, if I have muted myself and turned the video off, that means I'm not ready. It means, it means I'm doing something. So. <laughs> oh, this I, is recording. Oops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. gosh. How how dare we talk about masturbation? <laughs> that is so uh, you know so taboo and off limits and just way worse than all the other stuff we talk about or that I talk about. <laughs> so are you uh, eating soup and having wine tonight? I'm having beer, but and I am eating soup. Yeah. I'm having one of the beers you sent me. You better, you better be. Of course I am. Uh, I'm having, so tonight I'm having the, um, so one of the IPAs that they did with, with Fidens and Equilibrium and Vitamin C. Ooh. It's 10% and I'm kind of on an empty stomach. So we'll see. Maybe I'll be a little loopy uh, by the time where we're at towards the end of the episode and who knows what kind of shit will come out of my mouth then. Wow. Mm-hmm. That looks like the the biggest mm, glass of beer I think you've ever had on the podcast. No, I, it probably just it's probably just because it's close up, or it's just like a thicker a thicker glass. Yeah, this is just a regular old pint glass. It's the same amount it always is. Yeah, Rudy, that looks lighter than what you normally drink. No, it's still an IPA. It's ten percent. So, so we both got ten percenters. Other half's seven seventh anniversary beer that they rebrewed for their eighth anniversary. Oh, funny. You got a rogue. What is that? Scorpion Bowl or is that um, Bat? Was it the Bat one? Bat Squatch. Yeah. Yep. Is it bad that I knew that by the color of the can or no? Uh, it's impressive. <laughs> Very impressive. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's bad or not, but it's definitely impressive. Yep. I, my beer is only 6.7%, so I'm mm. bringing us down. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, so, so you're eating soup again, Ethan, is it the same soup? No, this is different soup. This is, um, tortellini soup with some veggies thrown in there. Mm. So cheesy pasta in the soup. 
Oh yeah, delicious. Tortellini and broth is like a classic thing, uh, like tortellini and brodo. Like you can look up recipes for that shit, you know, but basically you just this throw tortellini been. and chicken broth and whatever you want. This has what? already been our, our greatest episode already. Yeah, our greatest episode already. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, but because wait, wait, wait till you, know. yeah, wait till you, wait till you hear what Matt's eating. Go ahead, Matt. Matt, what are you eating? Young Matt. Yeah. Mm, mini mm. ravioli. <laughs> we have like a, a cheesy pasta theme that has that began like a month ago and it's still going. I'm pretty impressed. New you cheesy know. pasta every week, baby. Mm-hmm. We gotta come up with a new slogan. That can be the next round of um, merch that we do. Has has something to do with cheesy pasta. Um, cheese stuff commentary from three ravioli heads. That's interesting. That could, that yeah. That's uh... that, that, sorry, sorry, listeners. Don't, <laughs> don't use that one. For I mean, for right off the top of your head, uh, you know, uh, certainly silly enough. I like the idea of cheese stuffed commentary. Mm. Okay. So, uh, what's on the docket didn't for we, tonight? Didn't we have Didn't we have a running bit prior to uh, our little? vacation or holiday vacation but i can't remember what it was i feel like we had another bit something like the cheesy pasta thing like before new year's yeah hmm were we like debating something were we arguing about something oh yeah yeah it was uh it was definitely something baseball related your dad wrote in oh about Uh, like uh paul o'neill being manager or mm -hmm. oh hustle about hustle so yeah i mean i don't know if that was like a, a segment or a bit we were doing but we did talk about that a few times yeah the idea of uh whether one needs to uh literally run at a hundred percent on every single play um which i think is silly and my dad thinks is absolutely necessary that you're you're a piece of shit if you don't hustle on every single play pretty much he, he wouldn't say that it's not that bad i'm i'm exaggerating but um yeah that's right that's the that's what the debate was I mean, it's an easy way to get you guys upset, but I will say I have it on um, on authority from a college athlete that you don't hustle, you're disrespecting the game. Ah, yes, and the one random anecdotal college athlete that you know, uh, th- that definitely convinces us and uh, is is the winning argument. No, she wrote in. Oh, she wrote in? Yeah. Okay, well, the one college athlete who wrote in and said that it's disrespecting the game, that totally, that wins the argument. It's over. It's done. Forget yep. about forget about the thousands of other athletes and the hundreds of years of history. Forget it. Yep. Forget about okay. the fact. Forget about the fact that college athletics is a completely different animal from professional sports. Also, straight from Ethan's mouth. Yeah. True story. We're talking, we're talking about in professional sports. We're talking about millions of dollars on the line. You have to protect your body. I disagree. I, 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 I'm well, I'm not disagreeing. Well, I feel like you're talking to me. Who me? Yeah. No, I'm talking. I'm. I mean, I'm directing this more at Matt. Why do you think I'm talking to you? I don't know because you're looking right at me. I'm just looking at the fucking that, screen. That's how I'm Zoom at the works. Camera. Yeah, that's how Zoom works. Hey. Hey. Also, I'm just letting him talk because I'm. I'm focused on my. Uh, I'm trying to get on his food. Figured out here. It looks like it's working. Oh, we can see oh. you and hear you. Yeah. No. Good though. I. I didn't. Uh, this is not the computer that I typically use. Um, so I was trying to find out how to turn on the, the volume. 
This is uh, about a, a laptop from like 1932. <laughs> um, so it actually took, after Colin texted me, it took about a good 10 minutes therefore to uh, even launch the, the Zoom meeting. So yeah, this is great. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> Welcome aboard. <laughs> Uh, this yeah. is great. Thanks for having me. I, I wrote yeah, the cousin I wrote down, Greg. I wrote down notes and everything. So <laughs> yes, yes. Well, so okay. So first of all, for the listeners, cousin Greg is finally here. We have mentioned cousin Greg many times. I have complained often to Colin that he hasn't been on the show yet. He's finally here. This is very exciting. Also, one other thing we should mention we didn't mention yesterday was Colin's birthday. He's old as shit. Um, so please taunt him about that. Um, but. Cousin Greg is here and wearing lots of Philly stuff, which is yeah, a questionable yeah. choice, um, you know, but at least it's, I like the throwback. I like the throwback colors. Yeah, I uh, I went with the throwback, ooh, wait, Christ, I just click, clicked off myself. Uh, I went with the throwback shirt, uh, which is why then I went with the more traditional hat, not the throwback hat. Um, I figured uh, the Phillies is one thing that cannot upset any one of you guys, because um, they're not really relevant in the baseball scheme, and obviously 2009 uh if 2009 went differently then maybe uh you i would have thought twice of wearing it but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i even uh well when we get through the beer selections i have a special mug for today too (laughs) beautiful i I will say i think 2009 is just you guys ran into a mildly hot hideki matsui and that's about it so well i mean when you when you have jay-z performing out in the outfield um, at that point, I knew it was over. Even I was singing along. Even I was hyped for the Yankees at that point. <laughs> uh, so good. So what, oh. are, what are you drinking? And we, we just went through our beers while we were waiting for you to fire up. Oh, uh, yeah. Excellent. So, well, um, shout out uh, here to, to Matt down in your area there. Um, uh, Victory uh, Brewing down in uh, Downingtown. But uh, to go in the theme uh, of Philadelphia, I'm drinking uh, Brotherly Love. Um, it says on here, uh, this is Brewmaster's approval. Um, but uh, I am drinking out of a 2008 Phillies World Series yeah. champion mug. You can't drink a Philly beer um, and anything else. And obviously keeping in the Phillies theme for tonight. I like it. Perfect. There's actually the closest brewery to my house is a victory location. Oh, that's awesome. But since I've moved here, they've been closed because the building there had an explosion in it. And I'm like begging them to open up because I love that place. I've been there twice before. Yeah. I want to go back so bad. Damn. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I need, I need some tips like later on after the show, you need to let me know how I can get my hands on some of these uh, like milkshake brews and all like, I'm, I'm a sweet guy. Like I like, I like that sweetness. I know you guys are always talking about how, oh man, it's also sweet, but that, that's, that tickles my fancy. Uh, so later on, you guys are going to have to give me tips. It's very bland up in uh, Northeastern Pennsylvania in our beer selection. So when I, I walk into Aunt Mo's store, uh, Wegmans, uh, yeah. you know, I just try to pick out whatever, whatever I can. <laughs> Aunt Mo's store. <laughs> Well, the, uh, yeah. the inventor of those, those milkshake IPAs, uh, ships statewide to, in Philadelphia or in Pennsylvania. So, all right. Uh, I'll see, I'll, I'll keep an eye out on their website when they've got them and we can get you hooked up. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But I mean, I mean, Wegmans has probably got a good, pretty good selection though. Right. Even, yeah, even the but, one in Dixon city. 
Yeah, I mean, it's be, there's some there's some pretty good spots, but I mean, I'm my untapped is nowhere near as uh, you know on point as, as some of y'all's. I, I actually screenshotted yours, Matt, and sent it to one of my buddies the other day, and he was blown <laughs> away. And he's like a a, a, a fifteen hundred to two thousand guy, and he was just like, dang. So, but I mean, it, it, I I probably had a, a lot of, of what's already at Wegman's. Um, you know, so like Matt said, it's like Pokemon trying to catch them all. Yeah. You know, See, I don't know if, if I still would, with untapped to this day, I don't know if I should be happy about that or like disappointed in myself or proud of it. Like I, I still don't know proud. what to think. Proud. I'm, yeah. I'm about, I'm about 30 years older than you guys. If they ever had untapped when I was going through college, uh, I'd probably uh, be surpassed years right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, the big thing is uh, like the last badge is like 10,000 unique brews. And like, I'm wondering when, when I get there and I get it like, oh, you've tried 10,000 different beers. Like, am I done at that point? And it's just like, is beer over? Like, it's like okay. <laughs> I couldn't you stop now. Mountaintop. Yeah, exactly. Like, where, where do I go from there? Yeah. Yeah, well, as listen, when Tiger Woods was was the best in the world and always on top of his game, he said he can always get better. So, so I he, like that. I yeah, like that. Please you know. keep my drinking habit strong and relevant. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> the other thing you missed is we were starting up. Ethan's got tortellini, and I well, I just finished mini ravioli. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, of course I'm I'm a ravioli guy. I mean, not that I. I dislike a good tortellini, but uh, when push comes to shove, there's just nothing better than a than a good ravioli. Yeah, I had mini ravioli. I have to say the uh, the the stuffing to dough ratio was just it wasn't right. I needed I need more stuffing. So yeah, see, I'm a dough guy. I I like you know like I'm I'm a crust guy on the pizza. Mm. Uh, you know I'm I'm a big dough guy. So uh, so I certainly uh, I like mine with actually a little bit less stuffing. Okay, well then that makes sense because that, that's that's why I think I like jumbo shells, stuffed shells because it's like the smallest of the like the thinnest of the noodles with the most crud in it. Okay, yeah, all right, I get some respect there. <laughs> Listen, and that's, I mean, I, I've I've really liked the chronicling your your food habits over the past few weeks, <laughs> but I'll tell you right now, if if you're if you're with the Italians, like if we're in South Philly. And they heard you saying manicotti. They may like throw up in their mouths if you Wait. don't give them a, a good manigot. I, say, well, I was going to say manigot is, I think, yeah, is yeah, okay. uncorrected before. But, um, yeah, instead of manicotti. Yeah. Um, I still right. will always say mozzarella, though. Mozzarella. Yeah, like, uh, yeah the muzadelle. That's what you got to say. You know, surprisingly, my Italian sister-in-law has not corrected me so I think she's just being polite. Yeah, that's but, all right. As us Italian Americans, we kind of just make up things as we go along, anyway. So <laughs> listen, I get okay. all my stuff. I get all my stuff from the Sopranos. I think I think half the time Ethan's just making up Yiddish stuff. <laughs> like, ah, go get the spagula. Like, I don't know what that means, but it sounds. I mean, like, I could if I wanted to. Listen, if you want to make up a Yiddish word, it's not that hard. If you do like a sh sound, like s c h. And then you get some of the like the the hard the ch the like the like the way the Germans do it and and the Yiddish do it because German is a heavy part of Yiddish. Then you're good. So like you can literally just go like shuch, 
And that sounds like a Yiddish word. I don't think it is one. But so if you guys ever want to, you know, if you're out in the world and you want to like impress somebody because throwing random Yiddish words out is very impressive, <laughs> then that just remember those two things, S-C-H and the ch in your, in your goal. I think you like fashuka or something like that just sounds like something. That you'd well, there's uh, fakakta is a real word. Yeah, but like That's, fashuka, I don't know. I it's kind of close to Well, and then shakshuka is like a famous Israeli like breakfast, like a Mediterranean See, breakfast. He, so. He's just making this shit up now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you Google him. Google shakshuka. Google fakakta. They're both real. I barely mastered the English language. I don't think I can do another one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did, though, uh, Ethan, I did have uh, for two years... Um, I did have a, a Jewish roommate, shout out Ben Johnston, uh, from, uh, he was from uh, Ballard High School in Kentucky, home of Alan Houston. A Kentucky uh, Jew, wow. Yeah, yeah. So he, uh, he bounced around a lot, though. He moved in uh, a couple different places. He, uh, he lives, though, over uh, in Israel right now. Ah. Uh, so he bounced around after South Carolina, then he ended up going to graduate school uh over in israel and he's kind of just stayed over there uh since then so yeah but, uh, shout out to ben maybe he'll listen tomorrow so he went from kentucky to south carolina did he like choose the states with the most kkk in it or something like, <laughs> yeah listen, listen i don't i don't know where how a lot of my friends bounced around there to be honest in south carolina i probably had more friends from from pennsylvania jersey ohio new york uh, there's a big influx uh, from from the Northeast down there. Uh, but some of my closest friends that I talk to, you know, still today, uh, you're talking about guys from Ohio, uh, ones from New York, uh, ones from South Carolina, ones from Alabama, ones from from D.C. So, you know, guys are from from all over the place. Um, but, yeah, we all bonded over at the Gamecocks. <laughs> Well, nice. I mean, yeah, I guess I don't know much about South Carolina, but I can tell you, like, North Carolina is just getting ruined by all the people from Syracuse moving there. I just, you know, mm. I don't know. yeah, it's going down the shitter. I, or, yeah. I guess, is Colin from Syracuse or Colin, are you from Scranton? Like, I don't uh, know. Colin? Colin? Oh, my God. Scranton. Don't let him get you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. He doesn't fucking remember anything. He moved out of Scranton when he was like three years old. He's oh from fucking God. Syracuse. He grew up in Syracuse. He remembers Maroney's pizza, though. So that's all that matters. And, and you know, and he says tray of pizza. So there are strong uh, yeah. strains of the Scrantonian in him, I guess. You know? First time I heard pizza pie and I was like, is that a dessert? I didn't, I didn't know what <laughs> people were referring to because, I mean, I've always, whether it was round or square, we just always, uh, you know, called it, we always called it uh, a tray of pizza. Yeah, yeah. It. I had friends from um, like the West Virginia Panhandle slash Ohio River Valley right over there talk about like, oh, you got to get square pizza. And it's like, you mean a sheet pizza? Like, no, it's square pizza. It's it just, it's a square. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. That, that's it's <laughs> everywhere you go. Now there's like, there's, there's St. Louis style pizza, which is garbage, by the way. Don't ever get St. Louis style pizza. Why? Why is it garbage? What's wrong with it? Because they make it with this like Provel cheese that's like, if you Velveeta up some provolone, oh, like it's just uh, yeah. all right. Like, yeah, sounds they, weird. It, yeah, it's just it's it's garbage, you know. Yeah, everyone's got their own style of pizza tonight. now. It's weird. Anyway, that was uh, my dinner tonight. I made some pizza. Um, so long, long time ago. This is like well, pre four kids. 
Uh, my buddy and I used to have a, a, a traveling pizza business that we used to go around to people's houses. And we actually, I, Ethan, I think you were at a party, right? You were at a gig. I, at yeah. As yeah, soon as you we, said that, I was like, holy shit, I remember this. Yep. Yeah. We schooled all you guys in beer pong afterwards playing <laughs> those stupid Syracuse rules that I still don't even know what they are. But, uh, we were bringing that up not too long ago, some kind of Randy Johnson move or something. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah we, so we had that pizza gig and I mean, obviously with kids and he's got three now and with my four, so much going on, we just, uh, you know, we haven't really done anything, but we were, you know, we, we kind of uh, put out there on social media teased out because we make pizzas all the time for, uh, for the football for, uh, I guess there was a big game on Sunday. And then uh, I had a leftover dough. It wasn't a homemade one, but I made uh, some barbecue chicken. I put some Muzadel cheese and then some uh, barbecue chicken on top. So that was my dinner tonight. Mm. Now, um, Greg, remind me, how old are your kids now? Are you, are you comfortable talking about that? Can you say yeah, how no, old they that's, are? Yeah. That's fine. They actually, they, I, I left the, the basketball game. We were, we were at a North Pocono's high school game tonight. Um, so I left early with uh, Gatano. Then everyone else just came home. They went upstairs. But uh, Luciano, he's the oldest. He's in sixth grade now. He's, he'll be 12 on, on St. Patrick's Day. Um, so in, in a month, he'll be 12, uh, Gatano just turned 10, uh, the day after, uh, Timmy's birthday, that long lost brother of, uh, uh Collins. And, mm-hmm. um, then we have Alessio. Alessio is six. He turned six. Remember it was his birthday right before the day before, uh, Collins, uh, and Christine's wedding a few years ago. We oh yeah. I remember this. Yeah. yeah at the uh, the rehearsal dinner and then the youngest is Domenico uh he's four he turned four in August so so basically 12 10 6 and 4 yeah okay which on its own already fucking brutal uh, <laughs> yeah, but also your job your profession is you are a middle school math teacher right yeah the okay. worst probably grade that you can possibly teach eighth <laughs> grade and the worst subject math yeah. So I'm just in awe because I, obviously, you know, people who listen know I've talked about it a little bit. I, you know, I'm teaching uh, these days and, and I've only been doing it a couple of years now, my first time doing it. And I work with mostly little kids, um, but, you know, a variety. I would say, generally speaking, most of my students are like between six and, and 13. Right. And teaching is fucking exhausting. Like it is meant like mentally it just drains you. Right. Yep. And so I'm just thinking about you being an eighth grade math teacher and then also having four children, 12, 10, 6, and 4. I don't know how the fuck you do anything. Like, I'm, I am in awe of you. So uh, oh, thank um, you. congratulations. <laughs> well, for- but that's, that's not all, right? Because for a good portion of the year, after he's done coaching, right? Know, he's coaching. Teaching, yeah, he's Ted Lasso. I mean, yeah, he's, Ted Lasso. He's, <laughs> he's molding young athletes. You're like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah I don't know right. how the fuck yeah. you do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the, the fall gets really busy because – Pretty much, um, I mean, pretty much when, when we start our first day of soccer, um, I'm with our high school team six out of seven days a week. We have to we have to have one day off uh, during the week. So we take one day off. Um, but then on top of that, you know, Luciano, I, I coach his rec league team. I coach oh Catano's rec league team. <laughs> the, the two youngest, thankfully, are on the same team because I coach their team. And then Luciano started playing uh, travel soccer. So Sunday's normally our day off, but we're traveling to go see him play um, on Sundays. But then we kick right into to basketball season. 
and I coached all of them in basketball. Plus, Luciano's on two, kind of three indoor teams. Catano's on an indoor team, coaching those. And then now we're, I mean, basketball's getting ready to shut down soon, and we'll be going right into baseball. And uh, we'll be, I'll be coaching two baseball teams, and and, and the, the cycle just keeps going on and on. Holy and on. shit. So, so yeah. do you just have like a permanent IV of coffee or something? Like, no, just, I don't do that stuff. Oof. Like, like I can't, I have like a cat and I can't keep my stuff together. I can't imagine trying to keep, you know, school and, you know, multiple coaching gigs. You know, holy cow. Just, yeah. I, I love everything I do. It's a hundred percent passion. I tell the kids every day when I see them, I'm just a, a ball of energy. And, uh, you know, I always try to try to put my best foot forward when I, whenever I'm with them. That's amazing. Well, and it's working, right? Come on, Colin or Ethan, you guys. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Do some bragging. Give, give yeah. me the accolades. What, yeah. what, what just happened earlier this didn't, year? Yeah. Didn't your high school team win something really important? Yeah, so, well, well, wait, 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 wait. Greg, well, before, well. before you get into that, uh, I just wanted to be known that there are a lot of people on this podcast who've done really incredible things. Matt has his patent. Uh, right on screen there behind him he's and he's a uh, a plant manager uh, I am an Amazon best-selling author and Greg has what he's about to talk to Ethan what what have you done with your life I'm, I'm, I've been curious about this you've been curious about this well yeah. I can tell you that I have a doctorate from literally a world famous like first tier music school yeah so. but you paid for that oh gosh I know god how could I pay for something like that's horrible like Jesus Christ. These things were given to us. Uh-huh. Really given to you, huh? <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to go I'm not going to get into this. Oh, uh, damn it. I was this. I was holding no. off cuz I was hoping I No, was hoping I'm not going to do this cuz I no. will end up getting carried oh, away God. and I'll say something actually Ethan, like mean by accident. I'm not going to do it. Ethan earned it. Ethan earned it. I mean, I, I still I'm still convinced that your masters was just an extended vacation. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, it was in I, Miami, everyone, and he yeah, had the greatest setup ever. He was living with his his aunt and uncle, and it just sounded like a wonderful place. He did work hard for it. I, you know, I I'm not taking that. Away, I know, I know. Yeah, I, am, good, yeah. I am supremely jealous of your master. Well, but the thing is, like, the thing about that is, I don't love Miami. Like, I could have stayed for my doctorate and still had a really nice situation there. Like, they would have paid me. They paid me for my masters. Like, University of Miami has a lot of money. Even the music school does, which is rare. A lot of music schools don't have that kind of money. Miami does, but I just didn't love Miami. So well, I, well, I wait, didn't wait, because here's here's normally like, hey, Ethan, how's Miami? Well, the traffic's bad. Yes, like oh, I hate the traffic. <laughs> exactly, like, oh, traffic or yeah. the bird planes. Yes, exactly, Greg. No, the traffic the traffic in Miami is fucking atrocious. And of course, now I live in D.C. and I see myself being here like <laughs> indefinitely. So basically, I'm cursed. I'm cursed to always be in like horrible traffic places. But no, in Miami, it's 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 truly awful. It might even it's probably worse than D.C. because it's like more it's more like anarchic. It's just fucking chaos. It's insane. At least it was when I was there. This was oh my god, this was from 2011 to 2013, which is already like nine years ago. What the fuck? Um, where did the time go? That makes me so sad. But in and any that, case, everyone, Ethan just had a quarter life crisis. Yeah, exactly. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm <laughs> devastated. Think about my little uh, my joy of living bit I talked about last week, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna have a follow up to that right now. Talking about uh, yeah, no, I, I won't. But uh, but yeah, Miami Miami's cool to visit, and a, and a lot of people loved it. Like a lot of the people I went to school with stayed there. They adored it there. For me, I only miss Cuban food. That's pretty much the only thing I miss about <laughs> Miami. Um. 
So, and the winter weather from like October to March, it's like 80 and sunny every day. So that was nice too. But anyways. So about, about Greg. About Greg. <laughs> uh, well, we, my buddy and I, we, we kept wanting to actually get a poor man's patent on our, on our uh, pizza gig name, the Jabroni Brothers. But, uh, <laughs> but we ended up not doing it ever. I guess we can still kind of do that. But um, so maybe I can get a, a, a patent. Uh, hanging up in my room too but no for soccer uh, we just obviously had a a, a great season Uh, when we went to the basketball game tonight I actually sat on the other side of the court so I got to take a picture of uh, they put our championship banner like at the numbers up on the banner this year so uh, yeah pretty sweet we uh, set all kinds of records this year Uh, most wins ever in a season most goals most assists a bunch of individuals on our team set records and then uh, we won a league championship, district championship, first district championship in since 2005. So in 16 years. And uh, we were the this was the first time in the history of our soccer program uh, that we won a game in a state tournament. And we ended up losing to the eventual state runner up. So, you know, we were in the elite eight. We were ranked in the top 10 in the state for the first time ever. Uh, so it was a pretty, pretty big thing. Um, so we were pretty excited. Uh, you know, ready to obviously get next season started. Uh, we got a lot of good players coming back. We're losing a lot of good players, but uh, yeah, we're excited to uh, to see what the uh, the future of North Pocono soccer has because uh, we have a lot of strong players coming up through the system, which is nice. Having all these young kids that I have, um, I pretty much have a beat on our program from you know from the five year olds on up. So it's uh, it, it, it's been a fun ride so far, and we're looking to continue it. It's advanced awesome. scouting. You're not coaching your kids. You're just doing advanced scouting. <laughs> That's right. You know, I, the, the lots of times uh, I like to just go put the dad hat on and uh, and watch games, and uh, that allows me though to do a little bit of advanced scouting of uh, some of the uh, the future of the other schools. Um, you know what they have coming up as well. So, mm. well, but I, I'm not going to let this go. So, Colin, you may have to say that because there isn't there one more thing that Greg didn't say. Uh, I don't. I don't know what you're Did, getting. Didn't at. he win an award? Oh uh, yeah. I I don't like to toot my own horn. I know that's why I was trying to get Colin to do it. But uh, he's, yeah, no. He's uh, I I did win uh, the regional coach of the year this year. Yeah. Uh, hey, where's Thank your you. fucking soundboard, Colin? Yeah, yeah. I got it. Where's... I got yeah, it. Get the applause uh, going. Jesus Christ. There we go. Sorry, sorry, Greg. I... As a typical good coach would do, you don't want to talk about your own accomplishments because you're there for yeah, you know, no, your team and, and your kids. But I, kids I are, are go, obviously, so. uh, and I've said this to them before. I tell them, listen, when when we win, I take all the credit. When when we lose, you guys, it's all your fault. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's, it's definitely, obviously, uh, you know the players. This year, actually, I, I took home regional coach of the year. Um, I was voted on by the other coaches in the league as a coach of the year. And then uh, on a social media site that covers soccer in our area, uh, I won for the second year in a row as coach of the year. So, uh, yeah, it was exciting times, uh, exciting times here. Yeah. Three a lot of press that I, that I, a lot of yeah. press from uh, Uncle John's old buddy, Jimmy Coles, uh, that we won't <laughs> get anymore because he retired, but a lot of press from WNEP uh, uh, from Jimmy. So he even gave a shout out to, uh, uh, to your dad and, and my mom uh, on one of the, one of the times that we were interviewed um, on there talking about how he was uh, he walked with my mom 
in in your dad's wedding. WNEP, the best news station yeah. in Scranton, right. Pennsylvania, y'all. <laughs> now, now is, is Pennsylvania something. like New York? Do you have to win your district tournament before you can even get into the state tournament? Because like. So- yeah, Ohio so had something weird with like points. We're like, oh, if we have enough points, we qualify for the tournament already. Like, ugh. well, like, it's based. It's based on your district. How many teams are in your district? So, for our district, we're a smaller district. So, you have to win the district championship to qualify to be one of the sixteen teams to go to the states. Some of the bigger areas, like down outside of Philly and whatnot. Like uh, the team we lost to is Archbishop Wood. Uh, they're a, a private school, maybe about 30 minutes outside of Philly. Um, but they get two teams from their district because they're, they have more schools. So the more schools you have, um, the more representation you can get. Some districts have such small representation that they have to combine with another district. So not all districts go. Um, but yeah, we have to win our district tournament to okay. get in. Yeah, New York is stupid. No matter what size your section is, it's in sections in New York. You have to win a tournament in your section just to advance the state. So when Colin made it to states in baseball, they had to first win a, t- a sectional tournament, and then they were into a single elimination state tournament. So it's it was tough because you could have two or three teams in section three every year that were good enough to win the whole thing, but yet only one's going to get out of there. So I, I, I'm jealous. Yeah. Yeah. We, and we have our, our division that we play in uh, out of the, the two leagues that make up our district in the, the five total divisions that we have, we play in the toughest division. Um, just when you look at numbers and the quality of teams um, and their records, and then our district, there's, there's four, uh, our district is made up of four uh, classifications, single A, double A, triple A, quad A. We play in triple A. So it's some of the bigger schools, not the biggest, but our AAA is also the toughest, you know, bracket that there is, um, again, just with the quality of schools that are there. Um, so, I mean, the feat that we did to pull off the double that we did was, was also pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, at least when, when we were growing up and playing Matt, like, you know, we had, we had a lot of really good talent. Um, I mean, a lot of, a lot of talent that ended up playing professionally and stuff. So there, there was, a lot of really good teams. Like when we won my, my junior year, when we won sectionals, that was, that was a big deal. And we were a strike away two times in the same game from going to the final four. And we ended up losing uh, the game in extra innings, but um, yeah, it's a cool accomplishment. Uh, Cousin Greg, I'm going to flip this on you because you're usually the one asking us questions, but I was thinking about this the other day and I'm curious what your opinion is. So um, obviously, as Yankee fans, we're we're well versed in the the core four: uh, Jeter, Rivera, Pettit, and Posada. I was wondering what what do you consider the core four for those Philly championship teams, like the 2008 team? Um, I was I was thinking it was it's probably what Utley, J. Rowell, uh, Howard, Hamels? and Hamels. What about Halliday and Lee? Yeah, well. Halliday, they like Hamels was the ace on the 2018. Yeah. Um, and Lee came in 2009. Later. Yeah. Oh, and Halliday that, came after that. that oh, Halliday was later. That, I didn't realize. Yeah. That no hitter that Doc threw was, I think, even in the, the 2010 season. Oh, no uh, shit. Okay. It might have been. But yeah, that I mean, that would be it. When you think about, you know, uh, Howard, 
and and Utley and J Roll, those three have like the three that like they have like the most starts uh as a combination of, of shortstop, second baseman, and, and first baseman, not just in Philly's history, um, but I think it was at at one point in, in Major League Baseball. I don't I don't know if anyone has has surpassed that at any point, but they played so many games. I mean, and and, and I know like there's a lot of talk obviously with that stupid Hall of Fame. Uh, but for me, like Ryan Howard, um, obviously he didn't do it for a long period of time. Um, and injuries played a part in, in, in his, I guess, demise, if you want to say, but, uh, Ryan Howard was so good for like that short period of time where he was averaging 40 homers and, you know, he was driving in 130 winning rookie of the year, winning, uh, the MVP and, and really, uh, a big leader on, on, and the reason why the Phillies were winning the, 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 uh, the pennant and, and winning that world series. Um, you know, and I, he was one of my favorite players. Um, I love big fella. He wasn't a guy that wasn't gonna, you know, he wasn't going to hit a, a 300 for you, but you know, he hit 270 until later on in his career when he hit about, uh, less than his weight and had <laughs> double that in strikeouts. But, um, yeah, I mean, those, that, that would, I mean, I think he hit the core four really right, right on the nose there. He hit uh, he hit fifty eight homers one year, didn't he? That yeah. was his MVP year. Yeah, yeah. So we we talked. I don't know if we talked about this on the pod or if this was like a separate conversation, or if it was me and Kyle, or if it was all three of us. I can't remember. But at some point, I I was looking this up because you know we obviously we we think of like sixty homers as being such a mythical thing because up until the steroid era, it was literally Ruth and Maris, right? Like twice in all of history um and and everything like this and obviously steroid era kind of blew that up whatever we won't get into that right now but (laughs) what's interesting is even hitting 50 is a remarkable feat and hasn't been done that often but if you bump that up to 58 and 59 homers i can't remember the number but it is shockingly few people that have ever done that like that is that is an insanely good accomplishment to hit 58 homers in a season you know um and i feel like that kind of gets lost Griffey hit 56 and 57, I think. Yeah. 57 is also super impressive. But yeah. um, Greenberg hit 58, I think. One yeah, year. Green, uh, Don't forget Greenberg, about Brady Anderson. Brady, he hit 50, he hit 50 in 1996. 50, 50. Oh. Still, 50 is amazing, oh. and it's insane that Brady Anderson is on that fucking he list. He never hit more than eight, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. But but for to Ryan Howard's credit, like like having a season like that is even just one year, even one year of hitting 58 or 59 homers is really incredible. And obviously his career took a really, like you said, a deep a deep dive uh, into the into the crater uh, um, when he was still relatively young, unfortunately. But um, by sports standards, but, um, but still hitting 58 in a single season is yeah. really he had a lot of issues going on too. Like a lot of personal things came out later on in his career, uh, with like family stuff. Um, so, I mean, to battle and do what he did, even with all that stuff going on. Um, that's why I thought it was a big credit to him. Uh, which is yeah. why he was always one of my favorites, but, uh, his yeah, candle that, definitely just, burned brightest for those like four or five, six years. Like where yeah. you couldn't pitch to him. You just couldn't pitch to him. Yeah, and what I didn't realize is the year he won the MVP, he still bat- he batted three thirteen. Yeah, so, holy cow! What year was that? Uh, two thousand six. Yeah, six cents. Yeah, and yeah. the only thing, the only knock against him is his defense was wasn't all that great. But I mean, yeah, look at his numbers that year compared to. Pujols. I missed him. I missed him. So I worked uh, for the Phillies in two thousand three, two thousand four, and he was with the Red Barons in two thousand four. And then I came home 
and I started working for the Red Barons in 2005. Um, so I missed him at the Red Barons. And then I missed the 2005 was the rookie of the year, uh, year. And I missed him, uh, in Philadelphia too. So, um, I never had a chance to be able to be there, uh, when he was there, but, uh, I, I can imagine it was pretty electric. So Utley is probably the only one that has a legitimate hall of fame case, but I feel like J-Raw was probably the best player of the group, right? Yeah. He's M- MVP guy also. Uh, I mean, what, what was a solid defensive shortstop for a long time. Um, you know, he got a little bit of that Willie Mays haze in him where he wanted to play the long ball uh, a little bit, but that was the thing. I mean, J-Roll was able to get on base and, and, and do J-Roll things, but he also would, would be the guy that wasn't, you know, and I know you guys have talked about this before, but he was the guy that wasn't, you know, legging out, uh, you know, infield pop flies or, or, or weak pop flies or weak ground balls. And, and listen, in Philadelphia, that ain't going to fly. Um, at least not with the fans. That's not going to fly. Even for the most, you know, realistic people such as myself, I'm all right with it. I get it. I understand it. But in Philadelphia, where they throw batteries at Santa Claus and they uh, boo their own, their, you know, they boo their own. Uh, that's not going to fly with Philly fans. <laughs> you know, my brother warned me when I moved down here. He said, Matt, they're they're intense. And like occasionally I'll get snippets of like Philly sports radio. And they get a call that's in like, Jalen Hurts needs to go break his legs and get out of because he's the <laughs> It's like, holy cow, but like he made one mistake. Or it's like, it's just, oh, holy shit. People are passionate here. What happens when you don't win nice. for a long, long time. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like, I, I'm not even, I'm not even talking about Flyers fans. I'm just looking at like Phillies and Eagles fans. So, holy crap. It's the Flyers. Uh, hockey. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was only played in Canada. Oh, come on. Come on. Sorry. Like gritty. Sorry. Uh, Matt's been the only one who's been trying to get hockey talk on this show. Uh, I loved hockey is- when I was a kid, but then they had the lockout and it was over. So, it, Well, the old Dan Patrick show, Dan Patrick would always be like, and here's the hockey segment. And then it would just like go silent and be like, and that's the end of our hockey portion. Like, like <laughs> no. That's all that it should be really. <laughs> I still don't, I still don't get the sport, but in the spirit of the winter Olympics. Oh, it's a great sport. Like, see, here's the thing that's weird to me is like soccer worldwide is like the most popular sport and no offense to Colin and Greg, who both have uh, extensive soccer histories. And obviously Greg, uh, his present is, is heavy in soccer. I find soccer like super boring, right? Hockey is awesome. Like I don't watch it that much anymore, but like as a sport, like I super, like I respect it. I think it's super fun and exciting, blah, 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 blah. But it is in terms of popularity. I mean, they are like in different universes. All right. Well, Ethan, we need to see like a rowdy soccer game together. Cause I'll tell you, um, I saw three different games in Cincinnati when the FC Cincinnati was in the USL, which is like essentially triple A. Um, and they had 25, I mean, the stadium was sold out every time I was there, 25,000 people in the University of Cincinnati Bearcats stadium. And they've got, you know, the, the Bailey is like the, the super fan section that's just going constantly chanting the whole game. You've got stuff going on in the crowd the entire time you've got, you know, it, it was a blast. You've got, you know, people heckling the opposing fans because they give one tiny little section to the opposing fans and they'll have like a hundred people there and people are trying to drown them out. And 
I, it, it was a lot of fun. I, I do. I did really enjoy those experiences. Right. Maybe I we can see a DC or Baltimore. Like the new live, DC live team is, is a whole new beast. You know, like I, I think seeing like hockey. I went to two games hockey uh, at. We have the baby pens here, the, the Wilkesbury Scram Penguins. I think hockey's great live, and I think soccer. Uh, you know, the same way, like this year, we obviously had a nice, you know, run into the playoffs. You know, we had the uh, uh, big student sections at the games, uh, which was which was pretty neat to see. Uh, we we had a road game earlier on in the year uh, where it was against a big rivalry. Uh, the coach, their head coach and I played against each other in high school. Then we started coaching, you know, against each other. Their whole football team was there and they just heckled everybody the whole game. And you know, I said to our players like that, like, that's what it's about, like the school spirit to be able to, uh, you know, that was a playoff atmosphere game. And it was only the seventh game out of 18 in the season. So like, you know, like that's, that's, it was fun, really fun year for us to have, you know, games like that. But I think you go and you see games live, it's just a whole different beast. I probably would concur with you that soccer does get a little bit boring if you're not a soccer fanatic, just watching it on TV. Yeah, um, you know, not everyone likes that nil nil stuff. Right, yeah. right. But I will say, like, so the last game I saw in Cincy was a playoff game against um FC Nat or whatever Nashville Football Club. And it went into PKs and and uh Cincinnati won it like eight to seven in PKs. And holy crap, was it like you I, I haven't been on the edge of my seat for so long. Like it was just it kept going and going and going and going, and it was a blast. It was a lot of fun. So maybe Ethan, we catch a, a soul game. Yeah, like, no, not, just, not yeah. Soul DC or Baltimore? I'm sure. I'm sure both of them have like the Philly's got a team. Not yeah. Charlotte's. Soul. Charlotte's got a new team. They're coming to DC like in two weeks. Yeah. First game. Oh, cool. All right. Ethan, you need to come up to to Philly to see a game because then we can get Greg to come down and we can all go. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that that actually would be really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe not. I don't know. You probably booked up on weekends for coaching from here to like yeah when your kids graduate 2057 yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so what do you got what do you got on your uh on your notepad because yeah what, what do we got to address yeah. yeah well there's a couple couple things we're going back like going back uh i have a couple things to address one colin did not pose my question correctly one week my of course question. he didn't he's a fucking idiot my question hey, listen i sent it to him in a text it wasn't even like i called him or anything i the, read the text the question was if you had to pick one pitcher to start game seven who are you putting out there on the bump so i know there was some confusion which was am i gonna pick because I, I think matt went and said well i'm picking mo because yep. you know if it's you know the end of the game he's gonna close it down but it was who who's the one starting pitcher on the bump, and then who's your your one hitter you would want if it's if it's the end of the game, game's on the line, you know, two outs, man on first, and you're down a run, and uh, you know what, what who do you want up to bat? So my, I said my selections were Randy Johnson and Manny Ramirez. Now for me, I'm like I'm probably the only person in the world that's taller than Colin. So, but I'm by no means tall. I'm, I've been five foot seven since eighth grade, I think. Um, yeah. uh, all my students make fun of me. Yeah, I'm taller than you. Yes, everybody is taller than me. I get it. <laughs> um, but for me, Randy Johnson with that, you know, that six foot 10 up on top of the mound, 
that quirky delivery. I just think about every time I think about Randy Johnson, I think about John Crook. Right. Getting into the batter's box in that all-star game with the helmet on backwards. And uh, ironically, when I started working for the Phillies, Crook started working for the Phillies. And Crook, when we would be eating in lunch, Crook would always come over to all like the interns and everyone and just sit down and he would just start talking baseball with us. So for a guy who grew up like the 93 Phillies, Macho Rowe, Nails Dykstra is my favorite player of all time. Um, you know, to growing up with Dykstra, Dalton, Kruk, and, and Head Hollins and all them. So to have Kruk, like, to be able to just sit there and just talk baseball uh, was phenomenal. And, and someone brought it up the one time about Randy Johnson, and he said he, said he feared for his life. He said, oh. there, he said, as one guy, I did not want to stand in the box against. And that's all I think about. Um, and that's what drove me to take that selection of Randy Johnson. And he has had, obviously, some postseason success, um, you know, when, when he's gotten there. And then uh, the other story would go with Manny Ramirez. And um, one of the guys, when I was working with the Phillies, used to talk about Manny. And they just said about how smart he was as a player. And they said people would eventually catch on, but he used to swing through pitches in the early in the games, just in hopes that he would get that pitch later in the at bat, or he would get that pitch later in the game. And I just always thought now, first of all, he maybe has one of the sweetest right-handed swings like ever, obviously was a great player, but to have that type of mentality too, like, listen, I was a terrible hitter. I was never giving up a strike anywhere. I was trying to hit the ball anytime I can. But to be able to have that type of mentality to say, hey, I'm, I'm going to try to set you up, that's the ultimate cat and mouse game, I think, um, that I think is pretty fascinating between pitchers and, and, and hitters, uh, especially now these days. There's, there's so much more um, – oh, did I go out there? I am. There's so much more uh, information that, that hitters have on pitchers and pitchers have on hitters. That, that cat and mouse game, I think, is just so so fascinating about baseball. I, I want to say, I think Colin had relayed that story to me before. So I didn't, the, hearing that, hearing the source that it actually came, came that, that's awesome. Because, yeah, Colin had mentioned that, that yeah. to us before, that he he would try and set up people. He would try yeah. and uh, throw me that slider again next at bat. Like, I'll hit it 460 feet. You know? Well, that was the great thing about working with the Phillies, uh, especially the, the year that I, that I worked in 2003 was the last year of veteran stadium. So the vet, the vet opened up, I think in 71. So they had, they had like a seventies weekend an eighties weekend and a nineties weekend where they had all old players come back. And uh, like Jim Fergosi, uh, who was the manager of the 93 team, they talked about how he used to come in and just, he would just get on and he would just start answering phones um, when people would be calling up and he came down and he was like old times. He was just, he was jumping on phones and, People will be calling in. Hello, this is Jim Fergosi, former manager of the Philadelphia Phillies. And uh, like all those guys just coming back in and then just hearing some of the stories from them, um, you know, and the, the, the small time that we did get interaction with them, um, you know, they had great stories to tell. It was, a, it was a fun time. Obviously, when I worked for the Red Barons, the AAA affiliate, which is now uh, the Yankees affiliate, um, it was a little bit, we had a little bit closer um, type of uh, uh, relationship. We were able to, you know, be with them more than when, when they, when they got to the Phillies, but uh, a lot of great stories. Uh, you guys would, would, would have had a blast with some of these stories uh, that they were told just uh, the baseball minds are, are incredible. 
awesome. So who's your picks, boys? Uh, my picks are the same that they would have been last time. I know Pedro was my pitcher pick, and I think for hitters, I think I said either either Barry or Willie. I think, and that's that's what it would still be. It didn't uh, have to. Didn't have to be in your lifetime, though. Wasn't that part of the in your lifetime? Yeah. Oh, it is in yeah. our lifetime. Okay, in our Barry. lifetime. Yeah. Then Pedro and Barry. Yeah. 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 Oh shoot! See, I <laughs> if I can't pick Mo, I gotta I gotta rethink this. You're not going David Cohn like Colin? No. <laughs> That's right. Colin picked Cody. No. I forgot about that. No. <laughs> Maddox. I want Maddox. That's a good yeah. pick. And uh, hitter, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm torn between like, you know, a, a high contact hitter that's just going to put it in the gap, you know, or or a slugger that's going to hit it out of the park. Like, I, I don't know. Like, <sighs> shit. I don't know. They got they they you got let's put it this way. You have you have one of the best hitters on deck. They do not want to pitch around you. They've got it, they've got to throw to you because they know Barry Bonds is on deck, if you will. They're they they do not want to pitch around you. Who's that guy gonna be? Oh shoot. Um man. Troy Gloss. No, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Hilarious. That that just that, I don't know why. Brady don't know Anderson, nineteen ninety nine. Come back to me. Uh, yeah. uh, Ichiro, I, why, Tony think, Gwynn. Why you Gwynn, think? Yeah, Gwynn. I think Gwynn is what I said last time. Somebody is it? Uh, yeah. All right. So my more legitimate answer, although I still think David Cohn is way underrated in terms of being a big game pitcher in the playoffs, like. He was he was a gun for hire, like for the Blue Jays, for the Yankees, like teams got him because he was a legitimately great pitcher. Um, but I would I, to satisfy the group here, I'll go with Kurt Schilling wow. uh, as my pitcher, <laughs> and I will go sorry. with Mister November as my hitter. Really? All I need now is that... a base hit. You said he runner on third, right? No, runner runner, runners on first. Whatever. Still, all I need I'm is still, I'm still just shocked. I'm shocked that you would choose Jeter for such a uh, for such Jeter's a thing. Jeter's postseason numbers are incredible. Uh, they're the same as his regular season numbers, which are good. Yeah, yeah. for it's postseason, postseason that's incredible. Chicks dig the long. The amount ball, of games huh? that he played. Yeah, true. Chicks dig the long ball. I want to see somebody go yank like that's yeah. it. Well, I mean, you already <laughs> Ethan already took bonds, so I still get he, I. I still get goosebumps just thinking about the uh, the Bryce Harper two years ago when he hit a bomb until I don't even think it came down yet um, <laughs> in, in in extra innings. But yeah, I love those big home runs. Yeah, yeah. Now listen, I I, I got another. I got a follow up thing. I got one more. We still have time. We have time for one more. We oh, got yeah, time. Yeah. yeah, we got time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. So here, this this goes to the Kool Aid Man question. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of times, like. A lot of times, like, I'll be, like, maybe, like, checking stuff uh, throughout the day, like, when I'm in school, like, on my lunch break. So, I, I really can't, like, fire away things back when I'm on, like, when I'm in school. Even if I'm on lunch break, um, I try to stay, like, off social media. So, um, I, I, I often forget in the busy life of things when I come home. But this has been eating at me for a minute now. <laughs> the Kool-Aid man. Big question. Are the arms and legs also made of glass? Because if they aren't, Tony the Tiger can just slash those things right off. Like, that's the one thing. And then the Kool-Aid is all over. 
See, I want to <laughs> say they are made of glass, but then I don't know how they're how they operate as arms and legs. Then, so I don't know. Like, I'm looking at it. I'm gonna. I'm, I was gonna Google it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know. Like that's that's a big thing for me. If if they're if they're not made of glass, what says Tony can't just because I know that was a big thing saying that Tony can't break through the glass. Right. Yeah. It looks like they're made of glass from all the pictures. Okay. I'm looking and at. just throw out everything I said. So <laughs> still a good question though. Yeah, question. Barry, this is important. <laughs> For all of our listeners too, if you wanna if you wanna do this at home, the game is called Super Fight. And uh it's great when you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think man. we're up to about four listeners now. <laughs> That's right. So um, what else was on the sheet, uh, Greg? What else is on the docket? Well, that that was really, that was it. Those um, were the two main ones? Okay. Yeah, like those were the two main things. I know, uh, I mean, we talked a lot about food earlier and, and whatnot, music. Um, I don't care for your music, but I never judge. I never <laughs> judge. Um, okay, well, Super Bowl halftime show fan or against as a super fan i mean first of all two out of two out of the the people that were were there are on my mount rushmore of rappers oh. uh, snoop dogg and eminem and i mean everybody all my students know like that's the first thing they see when they come in my classroom is my mount rushmore which is jay-z uh tupac snoop dogg and eminem so for me uh i loved it just because i mean i sang every lyric and everyone's like, oh, like uh, kids are going to find out who their parents are this week. No, like that's a Tuesday night for Greg. Like <laughs> my kids, you know, they I mean, they like rap music. Obviously, we've had to tone it back to, you know, to to what to what we're listening to now that they uh, can hear and listen and repeat and say things. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I liked it just for for that reason. Um, I would have liked to have seen another Eminem verse. I would have liked to have seen when, when Dre sat down on the keys and started playing, I ain't mad at you. I would have liked to have seen a Tupac hologram drop in. Um, I would have maybe liked to have seen uh, the game versus 50 cent on there, but I'm a big 50 cent fan. Um, so it was, it was good. I like Kendrick Lamar other than what I, a lot of other people really don't. So um, I was all right with Kendrick Lamar being in there. He's a Compton guy. So he was, you know, uh, I was all right with that. Mary J. Blige, you can never go wrong with her. So, um, so yeah, so I liked it. Uh, I just, I want it more, obviously. Um, you know, I really want it more. Um, but yeah, I, I liked it, but I also know that there was definitely things they could have done better with it. But I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was one of the, one of the better, you know, more well done halftime shows in a while. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. yeah the production of it was incredible. Yeah. Just, so and, and even, like the the tribute, like I don't know, like a lot of people don't know, just with like like the rapping on top of the on top of the rooftops, like that's that's a Long Beach Compton kind of thing, like that's that's yeah. things that they used to do. Um, so to to tribute that, like you know, with with Dre and Snoop out there, and um, you know, and, and and being on 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 the rooftop was great. Um, so yeah, so I mean, I I enjoyed it. Like I said, as as a big Eminem fan, though. I really, I was hoping another verse from him, just something, even if he came out and spit during like, forget about Dre or something. Um, but it is what it is. Was, was upside down fitty a reference to anything or just well, that's, something that's cool? from the video. Yeah. That's from the video. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. In the club video is, is he did that. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, as soon as they dropped that, I knew who it was then, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, again, I was, 
I can sing every every lyric from 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 that CD. So I was I was pretty stoked to see him. I would have liked to have seen the game though. Uh, he, he's another West Coast guy. Um, so, but it, it, it like I said, it, it was it was good. It was good. I I enjoyed it a lot. I just loved how Dre was like cool with just being the producer the whole time. Like just yeah, being playing with the, the soundboard. That's been him that's for a decade, Dre. though, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's his that's his thing. Uh, I mean, you realize you know, he's a billionaire, right? Yeah, he's, he's got his be. favorite class of people in this country. Dre is a, he's got that Beats money. So that's, that's what right. I always thought. It's like holy shit, we got a billionaire performing here. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, no. And it was uh, it was produced by Rock Nation and Jay Z. This is their third straight one. Now that Jay Z Rock Nation has that connection with NFL, um, so yeah, Jay Z. You know, he was there. Uh, I'd love to see him throw down like uh, him and Beyonce type thing would be would be phenomenal. Didn't Beyonce just do one though, right? Wasn't she a couple of years ago? Uh, two years two, ago. Last year ago? was was the game. Last two years ago was J Lo and yeah, J Lo and uh, Shakira. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that was good too. Everyone got <laughs> pissed off about that one. I thought that was good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a good one. I can't yeah. remember before that though. I mean, this had a rival when you think about it. Probably like Prince. Like Prince is maybe one of yeah. the the yeah. top ones. Um, we're just thinking back of just pure productions, and I mean, Prince was, is on a whole another level. I, I think the Prince one's my favorite, and I definitely have gained a bigger or better appreciation for Prince in the last couple of years. I did hear a story that, so in that, in that show, he covers best of you by the Foo Fighters. And I, and I don't know if this is true, but I heard that was done completely out of spite because the Foo Fighters on a B side cover one of his songs. And I can't remember which one, and he did not like it. Um, so that I heard that that was put in there out of spite. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, Regardless, I thought it was still a good show, and I remember watching it, going, "Is that the Foo Fighters?" Like, holy cow! Like, Prince is playing the Foo Fighters, but yeah, that's respect then, right there. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, good, good. Uh, what, um, what, do, what do you think about Stafford and uh, him winning the Super Bowl? Everyone's like up in arms. They're like, "Oh, he's he's an MVP," and then people are like, "He or uh, MVP oh, Hall of Famer." Um, and, and he hasn't, he has, he didn't win the Super Bowl MVP. He's never won a league MVP. He's been like all NFL pro one time. One, one time. Like yeah. That. Yeah. All, yeah, he'll, he'll probably, yeah. He'll probably get in. I mean, I mean they, yeah, it's the NFL hall of fame. Everyone yeah. gets in. I mean, you guys have talked in depth about, I mean, the hall of fame really to me, I mean, I mean, what is it anymore? Like who, I mean, who cares much again? I mean, obviously it's a little bit different than with, with baseball, whatever, what's going on, but. I mean, it sure, yeah, he'll get in. Stafford still has a career losing record because <laughs> he played yeah, for the Lions. Played, he played for the Lions. So, oh, yeah, exactly. Right, so he took exactly. them to the he, okay, and that in the and quarterback wins are as dumb as pitcher wins. Yeah, exactly. You yeah, guys are only saying you. that because Eli's a career five hundred quarterback. No, it's a fucking team <laughs> no. sport. One person cannot control that shit. Yeah, but Stafford took the the Lions to four playoff like four playoff games like that's pretty much that's impressive yeah that's <laughs> the, the fucking lions yeah. <laughs> really yeah uh the only team worse than that is the jets yeah oh god 
We can all agree upon that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Timmy, Timmy likes to say, just when you think the Giants are the worst team in the NFL, the Jets come along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's always going to be the Jets and the Mets. Yeah, they go they go hand in hand. So <sighs> they really yeah. do. I yeah. think that the Harvey news dropped uh, today that he uh, so- something happened with him. I, I didn't see it with the, the opioid thing and uh, mm. Tyler Skaggs, but yeah. Yeah, and then uh, tomorrow we have uh, another opportunity to negotiate. The union and the league are getting together. Matt said he doesn't think anything's going to happen. We were talking about it before. But. I'm resigning myself to like a lockout and no baseball, se- or it's already a lockout. I'm resigning myself lockout. to like no baseball season. Well, you're really looking at right now probably about three to four weeks to where if you don't get it done within those next three to four weeks, like that's really, it's going to start to push back, you know, really push back everything, um, yeah. which would, which would be saddening. And like I said, I see all those things on social media. Like I obviously watch them as it is, but you know, hopefully if, if it does go to something that is, is long, hopefully, you know, some of these stations are, are going to pick up some of those college baseball games. Um, you know, even college softball games I really like watching, uh, those college, you know, South Carolina has uh, sometimes they, they rip your heart out. They have good teams. They don't have good teams. Um, you know, I always try to watch as much South Carolina baseball and softball as I can. Um, but to be able to get some of those maybe uh, on to, to ESPN, ESPN two would be pretty neat because uh, those guys and, and those, those, those women, they play really hard. So it'd be nice to see them if, if we have no baseball. It's mm, a good point. Yeah. 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 My, my last question for cousin Greg is, Bryce Harper, will he be a Hall of Famer? And if he is, yeah. is he wearing a Philly hat? Yeah, he's such an enigma. Hat. Oh, he's a Harper shirt. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Bryce is all Philly. He's all Philly. I mean, it, it depends on what he does. Um, obviously, uh, I, I, I think, I mean, I've, I've always been a Bryce Harper fan. So when, when I found out he was going to the Phillies, um, you know, that was a, a big day for me. Um, I know that he was at times when he was younger, bad in the locker room and, and whatever it was. But I, I don't think there is a guy who plays the game more intense than he does. He's, he's a Chase Utley guy. But you're going to get 110, whatever you want to say, percent out of him, like every single time. Like he's bringing it. And, uh, you know, sometimes he gets thrown out trying to leg it out to a double, but I'll take that because I know that he's trying to dig for a double. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoy watching every bit of Bryce Harper. I was so happy he had the season that he had this year. Um, unfortunately, he couldn't drive in runs. I think at one point, his first 14 home runs or 15 home runs were all solos. You know, it was a while before he ever hit a, a, a multi-run a multi, uh, home run. But uh, but I think we'll we'll see what goes on. I, I think the Phillies obviously have pieces in place. Um, they need definitely need always can get more pitching, uh, uh, especially down on the back end. They definitely need that. But um, I think they're they're if they ever get on in the field, there's some young guys that are going to get opportunities this year um, to play in the field. And uh, I think Bryce is going to hopefully uh, uh, it's going to help him out. Uh, in the lineup and, and maybe we get a healthy uh, Reese Hoskins back and uh, and see where that can go. But I think uh, I think he is. I think he's going to wear Phillies 
I, I think Bryce is off Philly anymore, even though he some you know he misspeaks and says DC every now and Say, then. Bringing that championship to yeah. Washington DC. Yeah, he was right. He was right. Though. <laughs> it's like, oh, Bryce, oh, uh, they're gonna win now. Oh shit! They yeah. <laughs> but he he's got forty WAR, and it's not even his age twenty nine season. So that's pretty good. Did we lose Colin? We lost Colin. Oh yeah, he's frozen. Oh, yeah, he looks frozen. There he is. I'm okay. back. Okay. I didn't realize he had 40 war. That's pretty impressive because he's such an interesting case because he's had those two years where he's been amazing, like last year in 2015. And then other than that, it's been like a mixture of good and mediocre. Um, But to have 40 in his career means that the good shit has been good enough. I mean, even getting four for an entire career is a good accomplishment, let alone having that when you're only 29. Uh, Well, And and you're right, Ethan, the year before and after his MVP season, before the year before his 9.7 war season, he had one war. Yeah, I'm looking at the year it right after now. he had one and a half war. Yeah, so you have your three year average. Oh, he's he's only what he's on four war player, but yeah, but if you look at his 2015 season alone, it's he, it's he, incredible. he was incredible that year. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you look at even um this year with Zach Wheeler, uh, I mean, he was so impressive with, with his war, um, right. I mean, to, to see him not win the Cy Young, uh, you know, but, and, and again, I mean, it, it, it was what it was, you know, the, the Phillies are, were in the situation that they were and, and they didn't, you know, come through in the end. But, I mean. It, I, it I thought Wheeler should have won it over whatever that guy in Milwaukee was named. Yeah. Uh, Corbin. Corbin Burns, right? Yeah. Yep. It was a close vote, though, right? I mean, it was. Um, yeah. They both had. They both had really good years. I remember. I can't remember their numbers now, but I remember looking, and it was. Uh, although, actually, looking now, like Wheeler's WAR is is a lot better. Wheeler has more than two two wins more. Wheeler was seven point six, and and Burns was five point six. So, oh, so just two. I was misreading something, but just two. But still, two wins. Two wins difference is huge. Um, but I think people. Burns is uh strikeout to walk ratio, I think is what really like seduced people to strike out 234 and only walk 34 is really good. However, yeah. that said, so that's 234 to 34. And Colin and I have, we've uh, talked about this before and we've been in awe of this before. And this is random, but since I did mention Pedro earlier, let's just, let me look really quickly at this in his like prime prime years. <laughs> so in 1999, 313 strikeouts and 37 walks. And then the next year, 284 strikeouts and 32 walks. Just incomprehensible. I mean, holy fuck. But anyways, uh, that was a long time ago. Wheeler Wheeler was really great this year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, All right, boys. We done? We wrapping up? Cousin Greg was finally here. It was great. Yeah, it was a great finally. episode. There's there's a, a yeah. message I'll have to resend it to Colin that it's, it's like a, a homework type problem that I want you guys to do. Oh God! Um, is this the yeah. best part of each player? Yeah, yeah, the best part of each player. So, and that's it's it's not something that I want like on the spur of the moment because obviously I want you to 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 be able to think about that. But there's a, a breakdown of like six different things of like who would be your your elite player. Oh, um, this is cool. Okay, when it came to like you know different aspects of 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 the makeup of a player. So okay. When you said homework, I thought you were like going to give us math problems. Nah, heck no. Um, so, <laughs> heck but no, this this sounds cool. This sounds good. Yeah, I leave I leave math at 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 two forty five. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with math problems, right? Come on, guys. Ugh, gross. 
<laughs> eighth grade is the year they're, they're just starting to learn algebra, right? Yeah, yeah. I have pre-algebra and algebra one. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> nice. Very cool. All right. We'll send us those problems and then we'll uh, we'll follow up on yeah. the next time we have you on. And, and yeah, please nice. get Kyle in your address. There's a mug in the mail for you soon enough. Yeah, I have all right. address. We'll get okay, it. Perfect. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Great.